0: enterprise architecture in practice. Welcome to the episode three of the Enterprise Architecture Radio. In my last episode, I talked about innovation and product cycle times and about operational efficiencies and transformative innovation therein. The question that leaves in your head is how does enterprise architecture fit into this whole gamut of operational efficiencies and innovation? What does EA have to do with all this? Let's start with a story. We all know that Thomas Alva Edison was the man who invented the light bulb. But did you know that Edison was among the first few who had mastered the art of innovation as well? Yes, he had a company named Thomas Alva Edison Inc. And he had some 80 scientists working more than 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And their only job was to come up with patent ideas. He held more than a thousand patents in his name, but that's not innovation. Once they came up with the ideas, they would work on these ideas to test them, to develop them and see if the ideas were workable or not. But this is also not innovation. Once the idea was proved to be viable, another team would think of real-world applications, but that's not innovation either. Once they had these real-world applications, Edison would have another team that would monetize it, market it, productize it. And that's when it would become innovation. It is the whole gamut of activities, starting from an idea all the way to productionizing it, that makes it innovation. So technically, Thomas Alva Edison did not personally invent the incandescent bulb. It was his team of scientists whose names we will never know. It was his art of taking an idea, developing it all the way until it is monetized, marketed, and mass-produced that made him a master innovator. Let's take another example. We've all heard about the Nokia story. There was a time when Nokia was very innovative, especially in the world of mobile phones. My first phone was a Nokia 3310. They practically had 50% of the market share in mobile phones at one point in time. And then in 2004, a team of engineers at Nokia came up with a weird idea where they had this phone that would be a touchscreen. It would have internet connectivity and a queer thing called an app store from where people could download and use applications. The idea was thought to be ridiculous, and it was shot down. In 2007, Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. Nokia had the idea, but they did not develop, monetize, and market it. It's not the idea that's important. It's the process of building it into a product. The question is, why is an idea not developed and built into a product? Nokia did have the capability of product development, that's for sure. They had done it innumerable times in the past. That's how they had become world leaders. There could be a number of reasons, like the viability of the product, for example, against the cost of development, weak leadership at times, and so on. But the number one reason why people don't build innovative products is because they are afraid of change. Nokia was the number one in the mobile phones market. Why would it want to change everything by introducing an untested product? The risk was just too high. Let's take another example. Kodak was a leader in the field of print photography, holding a formidable 80% of the market share. They had the razor blade business model. A razor blade business model is when you sell a razor to a customer and the customer keeps coming back for blades. They sold cameras, and the customers kept coming back for consumables, or they were actually mostly in the consumables business. Interestingly, in 1975, uh, they were the ones who invented the digital cameras. Stephen Sasson, the inventor of the digital camera, was an electrical engineer with Kodak. When he presented the idea to his boss, he was asked to not tell anyone. That's how you shoot yourself in the foot, he said. The competitors like Fujifilm kept on adapting to the changing technology. Kodak completely ignored the advent of the new technology for more than 10 years and kept on promoting film photography. Even at this time, that is, after 10 years of invention of the digital camera, the marketing team talked to the senior leaders to change their strategy and move into new products that are more with the times. But the leadership continued to ignore them. By the time they realized and started selling digital cameras, it was too late. Many big companies had already established themselves in the market and Kodak just could not keep pace. The problem was that the transformation was just too big. With digital cameras, the razor blade business model wouldn't work. They would have to close down a huge number of factories, have to bear tremendous losses on raw materials that they had already purchased, for manufacturing the consumables like rolls, etc. Losses in supply chain and whatnot would be too much. So they did not know what to do with the digital cameras that they themselves had invented. They just decided to ignore it. Transformation is at the center of enterprise architecture. The current state, future state, EA model focuses on just that. And when I say enterprise architecture, the word enterprise does not just mean IT. It means the entire enterprise, especially the business capabilities. Here, there are two variations of the current state, future state EA model. One where we try to focus on operational efficiencies and one where we focus on innovation. The first one where we focus on operational efficiencies We identify the current state first, look at the problems that we have in our existing enterprise landscape, mark these as areas of improvement, and build a future state EA where these gaps are filled. But the focus of today's discussion is the second model, the innovation management model, where we first identify the future state architecture. We know where we want to go, we just don't know how. Then we identify the current state architecture where we look at how we exist today, what our business models are today, et cetera, and then figure out how are we going to transition from our current state to the future state. Taking the Kodak example, sure, it was a large transformation to go from print photography, which was a razor blade business model working just fine, to the digital photography business model. But if future state and current state would have been properly articulated, an opportunity would have emerged where we would have known how the transition will happen, how the closed factories, losses on raw materials could have been recovered. With a brand new product, nonetheless, that would have lasted for generations. Taking the Nokia example, sure, the new touchscreen mobile phone was disruptive, and it would have affected the current Nokia market of mobile phones. But a clear articulation of the future state and the current state architecture again would have clarified the roadmap to another market-leading product that would have kept Nokia on the map for generations. The idea is that the businesses are constantly moving forward, like a ship at sea, right? Uh, If you leave them alone, they would bounce around and would be completely dependent on the forces at sea, whether it's the ocean currents or the wind. But strategy is, is the driving force, constantly managing the trajectory of the ship, called Enterprise, to where it wants to go now if the trajectory of the ship is decided based on the fear of change the ship is bound to end up being controlled by the ocean currents and the wind it is important that the leadership be well informed about how any transformation can impact an organization and having an enterprise architecture capability changes the mindset from a fear-based mindset to an innovation based mindset because as ea we are constantly looking at transformation. And since the very purpose of EA is transformation, we look forward to large and disruptive changes. And having an attitude to adapt to large disruptive drivers of change makes the organization more innovation focused. That's all I have for you today, folks. Um, that's the end of my episode more about innovation more about enterprise architecture and more about how we can implement these ideas in the practical world in the business on this podcast do not forget to subscribe thank you for telling a friend about this podcast if you find it interesting do write to me i am very easy to find on LinkedIn. you will find all my contact details on the show notes i hope you enjoyed the podcast and i will see you in the next episode Thank mm-hmm. you.